comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Listening to Fear, the Walking Dead TV podcast. This is for season two, episode six, entitled Sicket Service. I am Craig DeMonda. Join with me this evening, Mr. Aaron Newworth. What's going on, sir? Yo. Yo. What's going on? Richard Chub Toad Sheldon is back. I didn't know that Aaron turned into Ed McMahon. You're like channeling that. Hey, yo. Or is like Hacksaw Jim Duggan or something, right? Yeah. Hey, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and finally, we are joined by Mr. Daryl Taylor. Hello. Hello. So, guys, here we are. <laughs> Another wonderful episode of Fear the Walking Dead. I know it's got kind of mixed reviews, especially in our Facebook group and <laughs> everywhere else out there. But let's just, um, what are your guys' initial thoughts on this episode before we jump right into it? Meh. Uh, it's up and down. I, it was just a we. It, it there were parts I liked, and then there were parts that just they keep going back to the same thing, like the same complaints we had before about Maddie and you know, about her son and 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 Chris. Of course, it's like it's just repeat, <laughs> repeat the problems that you Let, had with it. Let's take an unoriginal idea that was already in the comics that was done on the show and drug out. Yeah. For, First yeah. half of season two, we'll mm-hmm. repurpose it in Mexico, and instead of Herschel with the sentimental family in the barn, spoilers alert, Jerry, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's crazy Mexican lady with the family in, in the basement after she poisons an entire church, which I did not catch that that was what it was at first. I got like, oh, is this like stigmata or some crap? Yeah, going I didn't on? get it either. What are we crossing over here? What are we doing? Is this true blood? Are they are they vampires? now are they crying are we what's going on there was no kind of context to it so exactly it, it was it was, was strange no it was, tissue yeah you know it was see man it was more than the blood of christ i'll tell you <laughs> but i mean wafers. they just retread a whole storyline from from the last show i just from uh I, I was saddened. There were some good moments throughout this that were peppered in here and there, but for the most part, I was I I did not have any reaction to uh, Abigail dying. Okay. I, I I really I just I I could not care. I could not muster anything to really care about what was going on and the whole suicide pact thing and all that. I'm like, come on. Yeah, it got weird. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it, it was well, the other. It, it was very strange, but also it was like that's not Strand. Strand is not that kind of a character. He's a survivor. I, yeah, you don't see him doing that, right? No. Yeah, oh, he's no. proven that. So I was glad that they actually, you know, represented his character true there. But I just didn't care. And Chris, what the hell? What? <laughs> I'm telling you right now, next episode, he's going to kill either his stepsister or Ophelia on accident or on purpose. I don't care. One or the other, he's going to get all guilty up in his head and he's going to eat a bullet. He's going to munch on the barrel of a gun and he's going to go out. He's taking himself out. Watch. Okay. Well, that's definitely a strong prediction. I mean, look, you're right. These are things we've been saying throughout this whole season. The weakness of Chris's character, it's definitely coming to a head right now. And Madison's still stomping around the house with a puss face on. We're still seeing that. It's like the the, the problems that have existed this whole season still exist in this episode. Nothing has changed. Just the locale has changed. That's about it. The problem is, and and they're kind of portraying this well when you think of it in this light, but it's still eh. And that is... Chris is actually harboring and feeling the emotional range that Shane had in the beginning of all of The Walking Dead. That he had all that rage and just didn't know how to direct his emotions, didn't know how to really stay civilized. That's what Chris is going through, except for he's 15 years old and cannot handle it well at all. And he's going off the deep end, and it's just, sorry, he's got to go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. So we'll see if your predictions I, I, I come think true. It's a, yeah. I think it's a very rushed arc on Chris. I, I don't. Yeah, like I agree. I was, like I we could see like things going a certain direction. But now it's like I'm going to let like my presumable my my stepmother die and then become like this guy who threatens other people if they tell anybody and then like stalk people. And it's like, where did this come from? Like, this just seems out of nowhere. Like, not out of nowhere, but it seems like way too like ahead of the game as far as what a what an arc of a character is supposed to be right. there's nothing there, there's no nuance here there's nothing to let me appreciate this as a character development thing regardless of whether i like it or not it's just like why is this happening why is this part of the show right now it makes no sense to me yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it makes me wonder is fear the walking dead's writers room like like minor league ball like the majors <laughs> in the walking dead and whenever you're just not working out all that well you get sent down to the minors and you're writing episodes of fear so we get the best of the worst i don't know but the writing is all over the place it really is bad yeah yeah there was no sense like the like he never showed that he disliked maddie so it didn't make sense that he would want to hurt her well it's like, this weird it's just this weird truncated conversation with her father with the thought with his with um uh, travis travis on the boat where where it's like uh some the others are saying that you uh you, you uh, killed a guy it's like who said that <laughs> maddie said that maddie i guess she's on my list now right shadows over the eyes like i don't like <laughs> I mean, if anything, I, I could see if they had tried to set up something where he would he felt like my mother died. Why is she still alive like that? You know, there's something like that. But that was something you'd have to set up in season one. And they never did. So it just yeah, didn't make any a, sense. It's a lot of things that just kind of feel weightless. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's just jump right into it. This week's episode was directed by Kate Dennis and written by Brian Buckner. We open in the cold open to a Mexican church, and it's um, we see altar boys or a children's choir. 
singing in Spanish. The priest gives a sermon in Spanish about how these times are trying their faith and beliefs. And, quote, don't give in. Keep fighting the evil by surviving. We see the congregation then coming forward to receive their communion wafers, you know, from the priest. It's kind of a creepy scene overall. I mean, they did have that little stigmata feel to it. You're right. It had that, that weird kind of church you know, just strange feel to it. You knew something was a little off here. Well, it's, yeah, right. it's, it's eerie. You don't it's know eerie. where. The, yeah, it's a good you don't point. know what's going mm-hmm. on exactly until Abigail steps in. Essentially, like it could have been beforehand until you kind of start reading the words. And think, well, no, it's probably present, but it's like, what's where is this? What's happening? Like it, it just yeah, it presents an off kilter situation where you just you don't quite know what's happening, but you know nothing good's about to happen. Like it almost felt like a flashback at first, right? You don't it, know yeah, what yeah, time like you're in. in. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was gonna be like a like a Daniel themed flashback, or right? Something. And then right. it becomes something else, which, yeah. So, so the parishioners move to the outside of the church after the service is over. And I didn't understand this part, but they somehow make a pile of weapons on the ground, like axes and guns and sticks well, I or think something. They're, I think they're already there, and they just like knew they would have to eventually do something with them or something. Okay. I, I just didn't understand that little part of it, but I, I noted it either way. And then we see Thomas Abigail drive up quickly in his pickup truck, and he tries to stop the Padre. Uh, he says he's fighting death with death, meaning Abigail's talking to the father now, the, the priest, fighting death with death, and it's not right. And then suddenly, all the parishioners start to bleed from their eyeballs mm-hmm. and then start to keel over and die. And uh, the, the priest says to Abigail, you see the evil you're protecting? This was Celia. And then we go into the credits, which again was not the... How's it go, uh, Richard? <laughs> Right. It wasn't that. It was kind of the soft music, you know, kind of it, it bled from the from the opening into it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, what's what's funny <laughs> is that I mean, you you've kind of said that like those that, the episodes that don't have the theme, you seem like you're set up for like a better episode. Right. A bigger That's one. It. That said, last week did have the theme, and you're the only one that liked that episode. I did actually like it, yeah. That's pretty funny. You're right. <laughs> I was the only one on the planet to like that episode last week, I think. You're right. I, I, I kind of liked it. I mean, did you in, good? Compar- in comparison to the other, you know, I mean, it was the better turd on the crap pile. It's, it's all. Yeah. So after the opening credits, we see Travis and Chris on the back deck of the Abigail, and Travis is telling Chris that, you know, people are worried about him and that the, 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 the hostage, the guy that he shot, wasn't going to turn. And Chris is whining, saying that Madison believed him, but, but she believed me that he really was going to turn. <laughs> On the bridge, we see that Abigail has arrived, uh, the Abigail, the boat actually, has arrived at the Baja coast. And we do see a blockade or a flotilla of boats guarding the shore. And then Strand explains that they have a prearranged plan where uh, Luis is to take the Zodiac boat and pay off their contact, one of the contacts on these boats that are blocking the way to the shoreline. However, the plan gets upended when two armed men from the blockade approach the Abigail themselves in, in a launch. Stond, uh, Strand tells Madison to round up everyone and get them down below decks to hide, and they all crowd in the engine room. One's supposed to be the guy, like, on their inside or the person they still deal with while the, while the other's like, uh, why is there a second person? I don't know what's happening. Right. Kind of mm-hmm. So in the engine room, Daniel's on the steps and he's eavesdropping and the conversation happening above deck in, in Spanish. And uh, the armed party is asking Strand why they have such a big boat for just two people. Then suddenly we hear gunshots from above deck and some shouting. Then Madison and gang emerge from the engine room and find that Strand's okay, but the two armed gunmen are dead. And Luis is essentially mortally wounded with a gunshot to the stomach. 
Let's let, let's back up a bit because it does yeah. have a fu- there's a fun joke play where it's like how do you yeah. or a Madison ass strand how do you say asshole in Spanish? I, yeah, and, and there's like it's like you don't you just kind of like sit back and grin or whatever. And then uh, when Madison comes up the stairs, she's like, "What happened?" And Strand's like, "Somebody said asshole in Spanish." She's like, "That's that's <laughs> shit. Yeah. That, that was, that's good. That's good stuff right there." Yeah, like, Strand made it work. <laughs> but here's what I don't get: How is the, the why do you need this big a boat? Why is that suspicious? I don't get that. End times are happening. You grab the boat, you grab. I mean, I just that well, doesn't. I, think I, I, think I don't get how that was. Oh, there's there's some foul play here because this, I thought he wanted a payoff or something. I mean, That's what I, oh shit, they must be going after Jaws. Why they get the bigger boat? I don't yeah, get I, it. They I, must no. be up no, to no, something. No, 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 no. Uh, I think it's just a it's a prodding question. It's a question to kind of right. to just to, to, to lure out any information they can in case there is anybody else on the boat or whatnot. It's not okay. a matter of it's not a matter of like trying to establish like some sense of logic. I'm to why just saying that go from there and escalate to gunshots from that just seemed kind of well. We, well, know. we don't we don't know what happened though because the 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 thing True. was like like strands or like whatever like uh, Daniel translated and said like we uh we can trade gold bars or whatever and then something something a scuffle happened that we don't know about. We we don't know right, why it's right. happened the way they did, and then gunshots happened. Well, a lot of things we didn't, it, we didn't by having it happen off screen, they left it to the theater of my mind, and in the theater of my mind, the scene sucked. In the theater, <laughs> in the theater of your mind, you should at least understand that two people came to a boat suspicious of things and <laughs> it didn't work out. Yes. Like that's okay. That's thank what you. it is. I mean, okay. <laughs> All right. Thank, thank you for setting me straight, sir. <laughs> So the blockade boats then start shooting at the Abigail, and everyone ducks for cover on the inside of, of the ship, except for Daniel. He seems to go on the back deck and stabs the two gunmen in the head so they wouldn't turn, the ones that were shot already. And he's then about to put Luis out of his misery, but Luis begs him not to stab him in the head. Daniel's about to do it, but Nick and Ophelia jump and stop him. And Luis... I, uh... Yeah, I, I wouldn't be worried either about fake backgrounds and weird-looking like sparks every time a gunfire shot hits. Apparently, just the metal rims on the boat—they <laughs> were tracers, maybe, right? Okay, yeah, something like that. <laughs> they were a little CG-ish. So, uh, Luis then gives Daniel a coin and asks him to give it back to his mother. Daniel studies the coin for a moment and then throws it overboard. Okay, so did I miss something? Why are they theming owls through this? Was there something? In well, the... at, I mean, it's a, it's the symbol of the church, right. of their of their homestead or whatever at the, where they go to. Like, that's just I, I, I guess know, they're, they're fa- family crest or yeah. what have you. I think they're hinting at the occult or like a Santeria offshoot or something like that. That's what okay. it seems like that, that, that they're... I don't think it's a cult necessarily. I just, I think whatever... I didn't have a problem with it. I just I... thought I missed something because I was like, what is with the owls? I think, so... I mean, there's whatever Celia is up to, which we'll get to later on this episode. I think it just has to do with wherever, you know, her, her family yeah, okay. has come from or what, just mm-hmm. a symbol of, of her of her family in some way. Yes, yeah, I got that hint. Like I said, it was some kind of—I um, I guess cult is too strong, but like, like you know, um, black magic or Santeria. It's like that well, kind the of way faith. she interpreted it. I mean, I, I think it's like the, just the way she interprets religion. Uh, yeah, black magic. So, <laughs> after commercial, we see that the entire Abigail crew is on land and then walking the streets. They so just I'm gonna stop right there for a second. Did they just abandon the ship? Essentially, is, is the boat done? Like, is it just? Like just anchored out there somewhere. That was the impression. I, I guess. Yeah. 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 I guess they anchored it probably. Okay. Which, so those which, pirates uh, that are moving around out there aren't going to steal the boat. Like I didn't understand that part. Who cares? Well, because I mean, they've had nothing but. Sh- 
since they got on that boat. <laughs> I mean, if you want, if you want to get into the the ridiculous logic of the boat, where like it becomes such a pivotal thing throughout most of the season, and they have to deal with like random paying off people or whatnot, and then the next scene is just, oh, I guess they parked and started walking exactly where they needed to go. What what drama was I supposed to be invested in if that's the like the end of the boat scenario? Because right. I mean, that's that's what Strand was going for. He said like a big walled palace or whatever where they could all go in and have shelter. Like this is the this is what he described as the destination, and we've got there. How did we get there? We had to go through a lot of filler episodes. We had to deal with <laughs> we, had to, we had to deal with random snipers off screen that were shooting yes, at them. We had to deal with possibly paying people off of Boolean when we apparently didn't matter. Found all, all, Sophia. They, all, all they had to do was get a little bit closer to land, and then the boat stopped following them. What the fuck? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> so the boat is expendable at this point. The boat's done. They they they, 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 they can scuttle the Abigail as far as they're concerned. The, the at this boat's point. done. That makes us feel stupid for having to follow the boat for so long. That's what's happened. That's funny. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad that that's settled. They, they approach the church that we saw in the cold open, and then Strand gets very excited because he sees Thomas's pickup truck still there. Built by Ford. Yes. Built Ford tough. Then suddenly, the bloody-eyed parishioners, now in their walker form, appear and start to attack the group. Now let's make, let's make it clear. The parishioners include elderly priests, random yes. women, and children. And, and I noted that here, exactly. The, the group picks up weapons conveniently piled and uses them to dispatch the bloody-faced churchgoers. <laughs> we also see the young kids slash altar boys as turned walkers. And that is pretty cool. Like, you know, we, we haven't seen that much of that before. I mean, we've seen mm -hmm. a couple of kids turned, but it's not... It's like a video game. Yeah. They left My the part, they left the weapons and, and everything. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, I mean, we did talk about the episode beginning with a pile of weapons, and that's the same yeah. pile of weapons. I mean, it's not like they yeah. came out of nowhere. We knew there were no, a bunch of weapons. No, no, it was, it was there just for them. <laughs> to complete the mission. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not random, though. That's it not like very No, it's not random. Right, right. yes. But uh, my favorite was was the little cute zombie girl in pink that kept looking into the camera lens that I was just like, could they not direct her better? I mean, <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> Did you not catch that? I mean, she looked like three or four times right into the camera as she's walking. Well, can't the little girl get a little screen time, Joe? Yeah, but come on, man. You know, like CG her eyes out or something. So that, <laughs> I'm nice. So that little girl that you're mentioning, Nick takes her out essentially with a with a hatchet or an axe, but you don't see the blow like they did it artistically, where you see him swing yeah. and then they kind of cut away, and well, then the next scene you see that gash in her head where she's done. So you didn't uh, see on TV them whacking a child with with, with a hatchet to the head. Oh, they're not ready I'll, for that. No, nope. just look I'll, at the flowers. Also important, Nick has a lot of hesitation about doing the act, which right. is the which is the more thematically interesting part of this of the scene. I mean, there's right. a lot of. Not everyone's very happy with the scenario they're presented with. Daniel freaks out. He has another flashback or whatever's going on with him. He's looking at oh. some child, which we can either assume is his own or a, a weird memory where you look, think about yourself looking at yourself, apparently. <laughs> but whatever's the case. Like, it's he, the dead. They're coming for him. Yeah, it's, it's, not a, it's not an easy scene for these people to get through. And I feel like if this show was better, it would have resonated with me more of watching our, you know, our crew of heroes having to deal with this. But it's not... Like, <laughs> This honestly, this scene would have been like a much better like ending to an episode than like you know tw like fifteen minutes yeah. in. It's like why are we seeing this now? This seems like something that should be more important than just like a random scuffle. Right. Yeah. So as you mentioned, Daniel's being attacked by by the altar boy that we see, and and he grabs the altar boy by the throat. But then we cut to a flashback where we see Daniel as a small boy, which I'm assuming, and he's being held by the throat. So we're seeing a little bit of his backstory in in, in pieces here. Mm -hmm. Ophelia comes in and stabs the altar boy in the head. And ends the threat to her father. Wait, that's who, him. 
I think that that flashback was, was a young Daniel. Is. That's what I was thinking. Is it? Because that's, oh, that's, that's I thought odd. it was a flashback to him, like when he was or did he to kill. kill. I thought it was no. him having to kill, like when he was in the jungle. Or well, well, why are you saying no? What's the indication? All right, that because the re- I'm saying no for a reason. I'm not just saying no to be contrary. Um, huh? it, it, they they dropped a hint earlier on in the first season where he was recruited as a young boy to work for the bad guys in El Salvador. So I think this is him being turned into a killer at that young age. That was the beginning right there. That's what I think. Could it be him also recruiting people as he grew up in this area? It could be. I mean, because what, be. what, what, that what could bothers, be the guilt. What, uh, what bothers me about the idea of it being him is if he's using his hands to take some altar boy's can by the neck, and in his eyes he sees the look of some other boy in his hands, you don't see yourself in flashbacks. You're not. Mm-hmm. You're not. The, you're not the third person in your own flashbacks. You're in the first person. Like, okay. So why would you, like, for, so if that's the case, that's weird filmmaking in my eyes. <laughs> Which is not beyond the show. Let's, let's admit that. No, it's okay. not. Yeah, you're, okay. you're right there. Okay. Sure. Like, it's not <laughs> true. To be poor about doing things cinematically. <laughs> it's just if I'm if I'm flashing back to something, I'm not going to see a third person of myself. I'm going to think about myself from my point of view. You're probably right. I just I, something about it. I remember he dropped a seed that he was recruited as a young boy, so that's why I thought it was him. But I could be wrong. No, yeah. it's a it's a fair way to go. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we can only credit the show with so much intelligence. Well, and I think it was said in a recent Talking Dead or an article or something that we're really going to explore his background a lot more. So maybe we'll find out which it is. So. I'm, I'm sure, sure we will. will. Second yeah. half of the season, like this first half is like the strand half, so I'm sure we'll get more Daniel right. in the second. Half right. So we cut to Maddie, who's fighting for her life. She's in a bad situation with a walker, basically on top of her, and she's pinned to the I, ground. Uh, the, the, <laughs> this, I'm sorry, but this these scenes. So like Madison, who's very aware of how to kill zombies, is like right. I guess I'll just stab him in the stomach. That makes sense. Like I, I, uh, I just don't. They're not fast, guys. Like they move so slow. No. It's not hard to like. All right, I guess I can't get him in the head. Let me take three steps back and try again. But not like let me just stab him in the gut and then fall to the ground like a helpless human. So just- your problem is just so I, I think I understand what you're saying. Her skill level in dealing with zombies changes from week to week, right? Is oh, that yeah, absolutely okay? <laughs> yes, got it. Much well, like the disposition of various characters on this show, it changes mm-hmm. week to week. <laughs> but, I well, think the only character that's pretty constant through episode after episode is Nick, and yeah. everybody else is just all over the place. And Strand, he stays pretty consistent. Yeah, yeah. yeah Strand. Well, I don't know. Strand, even, I mean, he ditched the boat a few weeks back. It's like, I don't believe that for a second. Like, all right. <laughs> He's paddling out for dear life. Yeah. So with Maddie pinned on the ground with a walker basically on top of her, and she's just fending him off. Chris is in a clear position to help save her, but he just stands there and watches. And Alicia sees what's happening, and she screams, Chris! But he still doesn't move at all. Finally, Alicia runs past Chris and stabs the walker on top of Maddie in the base of the skull. Maddie must die. That was weird. Which is the look he's giving. Yeah, she knows my secret. Maddie must die. (laughs) The pouty, pouty Chris. Even though everyone thinks he killed that guy. I mean, I think everybody on the boat pretty much thought he killed that guy. Yeah, but he's taking it out on her, I guess. But Maddie must die. Yeah. So Strand loads everyone into Abigail's pickup truck, and they drive across the countryside to Mr. Abigail's huge walled estate, which is like an estate or a vineyard. Strand knows the keypad combination and just basically drives the truck right inside to the, the gates. 
After they drive to the main house, the gang is greeted by Luis's mom, Celia. Strand Ooh. tells her that the military shot her hmm. son, but that he wasn't turned. I mean, that he was turned. He didn't get hit in the head or anything. And she calmly says, well, then he'll find his way home. Like, it was no yeah. big thing. Yeah. <laughs> First sign. Yeah. The uh, the head houseworker or the head maid or something in the house invites the gang inside only if they leave their weapons outside. Daniel protests, but there's no changing her mind. She was strict. These are house rules. You got to leave your weapons outside. Strand finally makes it to Thomas's bedroom, and we see him kind of propped up in a chair, and we notice that he's got a bite wound on his arm. And he says, better late than never <laughs> when, yep. when Strand arrives. Strand starts to cry a little bit. As he knows that it won't be long for Abigail, he helps him into bed, but they kind of have a little bit of a hug first. Touching scene, though. Yeah, I liked it. They're back together. Yeah. They, the actors sell it. They got rid of all their weapons. That was something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were so useful with them. After commercial, we see Alicia chilling on the couch watching an old TV program. Chris comes in and wants to chat. Asks her, are you mad at me? And she replies, I saw what you did. I know what I saw. You're going to stand there and let them kill her. Chris then basically threatens Alicia. Tells her not to say anything. And he kind of grabs her by the wrists and pushes her against the wall a little bit. And he says, I don't want to hurt anyone. <laughs> right. What the hell, man? Right. Uh, that was the moment of like, wow. They just... They just want to get rid of this character. Really uh, unless somebody's tied up to a chair, I don't know who he's hurting. By the way, he's got a little—he's—he's <laughs> he's a little guy. He's not—he's not exactly too threatening I, to me. <laughs> no, not really. Yeah, I—I I don't know. I mean, and I, again, we've said it a million times. He's not delivering this really well. Like, I think Alicia is a really good actress. She's 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 pouring some emotion into this. Mm-hmm. He's just like you know, I don't want to hurt anyone. He's just he's on that same stupid, angry teen level, and it's just—it's not working for me. No, he hasn't earned it. I mean, no. So Nick goes into the kitchen and introduces himself to Celia. She feeds him some stew, and he tells Celia that Luis was asking for her at the very end. He confides in her he's getting sick of all the killing. I guess the little girl got to him. You know, we we discussed that already. Mm -hmm. Celia says, the dead have always walked amongst us, but the only difference is now we can see them. That was a pretty cool line. I kind of like that. I will say, like, regardless of the things that Celia does, I, th- I think this character is more interesting than a lot of the people on this show, and I've only seen her for an episode. Because so. she sells it. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. does. I it agree. Yeah. Yeah. She's got some wisdom, too. I mean, you can see that. I mean, as, as stupid as Herschel is being during the farm stuff, like, I still well, really, it, I was very intrigued by his character when he was first like I brought onto the show. Yeah. So then we see Puss Face Maddie come in, and she's straight, outright rude to Celia. Like, basically, this woman is feeding her son, okay? Maybe they're talking about some stuff, whatever. But she just basically walks in, shuts that conversation down, tells Nick to go shower, and says, stay away from my boy. He's impressionable. She called him fragile. Fragile. Excuse me. Fragile. Who's fragile? (laughs) She's not wrong. But she's just so rude about it. Like, it, it made no sense to me at that point. I mean, I mean, this woman, obviously, we don't know her whole story yet. She but basically said, my son is a punk ass. You leave him alone. You leave him alone. <laughs> just leave him alone. So we cut to outside. There's a makeshift shrine set up near a tree with an owl carved into it. And Daniel is, st- is study- studying the shrine. Celia appears and places a picture of Luis on it. Daniel offers his condolences, but she says... All was all right because he wasn't shot in the head. 
<laughs> so Madison then brings a tray of food into Thomas's room. We see him and both Strand laying up in bed. Abigail apologizes for not being a great host due to the circumstances. Again, he's polite to the end. He then asks Maddie to look after Strand after he's gone. And she says, well, he won't make that easy. And he and Abigail says, that's why I'm asking you. <laughs> what do you guys think about that scene? I, I like the yeah, I like I, I kind of did. I mean, if Maddie wasn't such a, I don't know what she's becoming. Like, I don't know what a character is supposed All to be. All over the place. Are Annoying. they setting up something where her and Strand kind of have a connection, a friendship? Is that what they're building towards? Because she kind of doesn't stay consistent. So I don't, I don't know where they're going to wind up at uh, when we go to the next. Uh, you know, when it when the season picks back up. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was interesting that. Abigail sensed that she was such a strong woman that she could handle Strand, like keep him in his place or keep him on the straight and narrow path. I guess it's just I. But you would think it'd be someone that Abigail doesn't know Madison well enough to know that she's very very inconsistent about what she wants to be every week. Right, right. (laughs) Like you, you would think, you know, they had conversations about her while, you know, or something where they had some type of. I don't know. It's just some kind of connection, you know, between them. But they really haven't had that. And all they've, all they've had is Strand says something to her, and she argues with him, and they, and that's it. That's it's been the back and forth. And she questions every move he makes. I mean, that's pretty much been every episode that we've seen so far. She like questions Nick, every if move. Nick came in. I would have been more. Belie- I would have. I would have been all about that. Like, all right, right. Nick comes in. He's like, keep, keep my, keep, keep my man on the on the straight and narrow. Yeah, all right. That makes sense. You he helped me. That. I can help yeah. him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. But we got a lot of sure. Nick this episode. The show needs to spread the wealth to the other less developed and un, you know likable characters. <laughs> <laughs> Unlikable being the key word. So we we cut to Alicia. She's back on the couch watching TV. Madison walks in the room, and she explains the Chris situation to her. Off camera, though. We don't really see that conversation, but we understand at this point that Alicia explained the whole thing with with, with Chris to to Madison. Which I'm glad they did and didn't do that. I'll hold that information for Uh, no reason until something happens. Yeah. yeah. So then, then angry Madison storms into Travis's bedroom and tells him that Chris wants to kill both her and you know and, and Alicia. Yeah, uh, son's crazy. <laughs> and Travis thinks she's overreacting, and frankly, he then asks for her help. And he reminded her, "Look, man, look, look, I was there for your kid. I was there when Nick was all off on these benders. I, I went looking for him. I got him into rehab. You know, I need I need a little help from you with my Listen, son now." Well, actually, he acknowledges different. he acknowledges that his son is crazy. Right. I think he right. he had right. reservations himself. But there's a difference between someone becoming a sociopathic killer and somebody else on a drug bender. Exactly. I mean, there's exactly. A and Travis needs to wake the up, honestly. I don't know. Yeah, Nick didn't say. try to kill the family. Yeah. <laughs> he was self destructive. He wasn't trying he to destroy anyone else. Self destructive yeah. and things that actually you know, can be cured pretty easily, I mean, to, to an extent, compared to you know, being a sociopath. <laughs> I mean, you got one kid becoming Jim Morrison, the other one's becoming Charles Manson, okay? I mean, there's a big difference here. <laughs> his his points he is arguing with her are not valid. Well, she storms out of the room and says, I'll be spending the night with Alicia. So, <laughs> that's the end of that. We cut to Thomas's deathbed. 
And Strand is begging him just to let go, close your eyes, just just go. And Thomas starts to cry and says, I don't want to leave you. And Strand then offers to go with him. And we kind of assume, like, by offing himself somehow. We don't really know yet how. And Thomas calls this very Shakespearean of him. <laughs> Strand says that Celia will watch over them. So we're getting little hints that maybe there's something to them dying and being together in afterlife or something. And that just doesn't work. Oh, doesn't this jive. right right here is where I figured doesn't out jive. what was going on. It was that conversation. I was like, okay, she's keeping them alive somehow. Or uh, keeping them... She, I, I didn't know she had a, a whole bunch in the basement, but I, I figured out what the plan was for the two of them, and I was just like, "You got to be kidding me!" <laughs> but, but did you just don't see Strand being someone who no. would kill himself? You'd, and I don't see his partner as being someone who would ask someone like him. To, he seems to respect and and the things he loves about Strand is his sense of, of of. Um, just his outgoingness is his sense of being a survivor, being able to adapt to, right. to any situation. That seemed to be what kind of attracted them to each other. Right. That they respected that about each other. And for him to and be cool with him saying he just he would kill himself, I, I don't think he would do that. I think, if anything, he would tell him to survive. He wants to pull the old Romeo and Juliet ending there, I guess. And. Uh, yeah, I guess it didn't fit. That's why we we can't swallow this because it's like hard. It's not fitting in with Strand's character at this point. No, right? it doesn't make it doesn't. sense. Yeah, it doesn't fit with it at all. So outside at the shrine, Ophelia brings Nick with her to pray for her mother. And I guess Nick was a little disappointed. I guess he thought he was going to get lucky or something. But... Oh, he was a lot disappointed. <laughs> so she lights a candle and starts to talk to her dead mama. While she's praying, though, Nick focuses on that owl that's carved in the tree and kind of has a flashback to episode one of season one where Gloria had turned and he kind of sees her and they're in that church again. So it's kind of a weird little flashback to just last season. What made me laugh was that uh, Ophelia asked, like, what was the last time you were in a church? And I thought Nick was going to say, oh, there was one time. But, like, I can't, yeah. I could, like, I couldn't, he'd have, like, a clever <laughs> answer for that one. Yeah. yeah. I thought they were setting him up. Like, yeah, I spent a lot of time in church or something. I mean, like, that, I, that's what I thought I he was going to say, right? Said it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it did get, it get, it did get to that point once it, you know, got to the flashback. It just didn't, it didn't come in the form of a quip that I was expecting. So Daniel is snooping around the house outside and finds, like, a wine cellar or some kind of basement. He sees someone throw a dog into a chute. And then we see this little kid, one, one, talking to his dead mother, who's a walker, through some bars. So we now see, okay, they have a full Herschel barn set up right here in, in, in Mexico. Right. Yeah. I missed, I guess I missed the dog down the chute part. It was very subtle. It was dark. It was yeah. a little, little scene. He just, they just threw it in there. Because, I, yeah, I just I didn't catch that, but I caught the kid talking, and I was like, okay, here we go. It's a one-sided conversation, so we know what that means. Yep, yep. So Daniel confronts Celia, who's inside the kitchen, baking some more poisoned communion wafers, and he basically puts it together. He says, he, he asks if it was her who killed the parishioners, and she's very nonchalant here. I mean, she says that, she, that, that he, don't worry, you shouldn't be so afraid of death. And she kind of she leaves the room and just it was a weird little scene between them. Like, just stop worrying about death so much. It's, it's just the way it is. You, you should be comfortable with it, old man. It was just a weird scene between between the two of them. 
She leaves the room and brings the two poisoned communion wafers to Strand and Abigail in their room. Nick confronts Celia again, kind of in a different part of the house, and he asks her, these walkers, well, I don't know exactly what he says, but they're not really dead, are they? And she replies, no, they are what comes next. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) She's got some opinions on this. (laughs) So back to Abigail's room. His breathing is labored and then finally stops. Strand at first looks like he's going to grab the wafer and off himself, but he walks past the platter towards a dresser and gets something. We then cut to Chris and Travis sleeping in the same room. And then when Travis is asleep, Chris gets up and goes into Madison and Alicia's room. (laughs) And he whispers, Alicia. What in the hell? What the (laughs) hell? I just, why? He's got to take care of his Madison's problem. She tattled on him, so dead. Dad, they don't like me. Look, I I know. What was he going to do? What was he? What was he planning? I mean, I, I don't understand. No idea. Well, what well he tried. He wanted. He wanted to see if they were awake. So he okay. And then he was going to take the knife and probably stab Madison in the face. I don't. I don't know where else that was going. That's what I thought too. But I mean, I'm just like, come on. What? The, I mean, the, you know. And I know that there are people on on Facebook on our Facebook group that have you know stated like you know. Why do you complain about it? You know, why aren't you like on other podcasts where everybody just falls over? This, this, but this, this Are there other podcasts that fall over the show uh, besides Chris Hardwick's. Let's talk about it for an hour. Like, well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I, I get complaints about my cynicism a lot, you know, on on this and DC's Facebook group and other things like that. But that's why we love I, you, though. I can't. But I just can't. I just can't endorse things that are this bad. I love The Walking Dead. I love everything associated with it. You know, I've read the books all these years. I collect the toys. I watch the show. I I mean, all the little collectibles. I'm very much, and I've tried. I've tried so hard to like this show, and yep. I, just, I just can't. I just can't. And this scene right here sums up exactly why I can't, because it makes not a damn bit of sense at all. Not at all. So and, is it becoming unwatchable almost? I mean, you're still going to watch it, though. I mean, that's, that's what it's like. I'm watching it mostly because it mostly because I, I talked about it with you guys. <laughs> yeah. I <Okay>. mean, <laughs> and, and, it's and self-serving. There is, <laughs> there is this part of me that knows that, you know, Gail Ann Hurd's behind this, you know, she, I mean, this lady brought help bring Terminator and other things. I mean, right. And she's awesome. You got Greg Nicotero. You got, you know, there's, there's so much talent. Where in the hell are they when they're filming these episodes? Are they phoning it in because it's off time from the regulars? I just, I don't get it. I don't understand how something so linked to something so good could be so bad. Yeah. I mean, I get having problems. I get, you know, trying to separate yourself from the other show. There's going to be missteps, but this is just terrible. I, uh... (laughs) I, I, uh, I get that The Walking Dead is, you know... incredibly popular despite the plateauing it did last season hmm. um, which i think is a little te- which i think is a little telling on the uh <laughs> just how popular the show is when you get so much walking dead um but i can't say that the you know 
as much as I like The Walking Dead, I'm not going to pretend that it's like the best show on television. I never, I've never said that at all, and I constantly complain right. about various things that bug me about it. Doesn't mean I don't right. like the show. I like that show. This show, it does confuse me of how kind of in they are with it. Where they announced that season three, what like a week after the first season premiered right. or whatever, yeah, it's or, like or the this first or this weekend. season premiered, yeah, yeah, like and I just, and I, I don't see like the. You know the the positive reviews rolling in for each episode of Fear of the Walking Dead. It's the ratings, though. That's why. Like, look at Better Call they, Saul. They, they it's keep a, going down. The ratings for Fear they of the do, Walking Dead. They do, but even down, it's still kicking the butt of every other show on AMC. It's, That's why. Yes. Well, that yes, that helps for sure. And I'm just I keep wondering. You know, with now we have like you know the next week's the mid season finale of Fear of the Walking Dead. Like we've been talking about, guys. I like I don't I don't know how like having what uh, thirty-two weeks of Walking Dead is? Yeah, I, I don't know how well that's going to work for 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 people that you know want to keep watching these shows and get you know satiated by the idea of seeing a compelling dramatic series that happens to involve zombies. And if I keep seeing episodes like you know this or last week or just that are just that just feels subpar in comparison to what they could be, regardless of how much better this season is than last season, I don't know what we're going to do about Fear of the Walking Dead. <laughs> Well, we know what's going to happen. They'll probably change the showrunner. I mean, if this if the ratings keep sliding like they are, they need to. Yeah, they need to. They need to do a serious overhaul. Yep. I think that they have. They have some very good with the with the Walking Dead. The ratings weren't sliding. People were like having negative reactions to various aspects of those various of the what the um not Gimple before that. Uh, uh, Mazera, and then it was uh, Mazera, yeah. and obviously Darabont. Like Darabont, there were some issues yeah. people had with those, but it's not like the show was getting less popular. It only right. got more popular. Like, yeah, so I, I don't know if well, they're about. Here's, to, like, here's the no, thing: nothing seems fear. to be rocking the boat as far as the production goes. Pun intended. With, with fear, they have some good <laughs> seeds planted. I think they have some stuff that they can work with if they if they do some serious overhauling for the second half of this season, which I don't know if there's time to do. Well, the easiest way to do that is to kill most of the characters, which is a thing that the Walking Dead should be able to do because that's the nature of the Walking Dead. Right. Right. Killing off characters. I mean, I I won't say it's going to be easy to win people like me back on this, but, you know, there is a chance to do that. I mean, they're, they're not too far gone yet to where they can't recover from it but man they keep going down the, the road with the nonsense they're trying to sell me on it's just it's not gonna cut it it just won't so we close out the episode where you know again uh chris is in the room he sees alicia he sees a knife on the nightstand and picks it up but before he can do anything with it a gunshot is heard in the house and then we cut to we see strand holding a gun over a pillow and he basically took out uh abigail before he can turn and that's the end of the episode so, <laughs> well, that felt like Strand at least. I, well, I, yeah, yeah, that did. No, that I like that. No, the that final scene I like. It's the the um, gunshot happens. Everyone wakes up, and they're in the room of Chris, and he's just and, and the the reaction is, "What are you doing?" And she oh screams at Alicia, screams at him, goes, "Chris, Chris!" Yes. And they just like run out of the room. And he, he as if runs it's away. like one of those yeah. like. Like oh, one of those classic scenarios where you wake up with a guy holding a knife over your face and the reaction just to get like, oh, dude, that's not cool. Like, that's <laughs> 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 not just a like, let's move on from this scenario and check out what that gunshot is. It's the 
it should be the get the, get that knife out of this kid's hand right now who's stalking you after claiming that he would hurt somebody if he needed <laughs> to. Like, I don't. Yeah. What's next week gonna be? Like, what's what happens next? Is Travis gonna walk in? He's like, clearly he was trying to kill a rat. It's just my son. Don't have any big problems with this, guys. It just happens. Like, I don't I don't know where to go with how ridiculous all this is. Yeah. It's just very strange. Uh, I I don't know if it's unwatchable yet, but it's definitely encroaching. It's on not that unwatchable. Point. It's right. frust- It's frustrating for sure. Yes. It's not yeah. unwatchable. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So that brings it into this episode. So uh, we can get into our Toby ratings in a minute, but before we do that, let's have a quick word from our sponsor, uh, Richard. Can you tell us about our lovely sponsor this week? Our lovely sponsor, as always, is Discount Comic Book Service at DCBService.com. They're awesome because you get to save 30, 40, 50% sometimes on, on comic books, but not just comic books, all kinds of collectibles, all kinds of apparel and accessories and whatnot. If if it's Walking Dead, you probably can get it there at a discount. Um, also, while you're there, you can also jump over to another tube out there on the World Wide Webbies and uh, go to their sister site, InStockTrades.com, which is great because you can get all kinds of trades uh, hardback, paperback, what have you, um, and collections uh, such as the Walking Dead compendiums at 30, 40, 50% off. So go check them out. We thank them for sponsoring us, as always. Yes, they bring this show, make it, they make it possible. So thank you. All right, guys. So our Toby ratings. Aaron, I'll start with you. What do you give this week's episode? I mean,. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I like it more than last week. Last week, I did not like that episode. I thought there was like potential there, and it like went nowhere. This week, I did like. There's some really good stuff in this week's episode. It's just more of like things that are rooted entirely on Chris, or rooted entirely on just reactions to certain things that just feel off that push it down. So, I mean, I guess three, <laughs> three uh, Tobies would be where I'm at because I, I like I like the episode. I just don't. Like I, it can't. there's things that keep plaguing it from being better. So, three Tobies. Richard, three Tobies. Man, that's that's really giving them. Uh, I, You're I, saying I, you I, like last week's episode. That's really giving them something too. So I don't know. What I, uh, I, well, <laughs> I, I I can't even rate this one. It's incomplete. It's all over the place. I, I give it. I give it two. And that's just wow. graciously giving it to. That's going to be the lowest rated episode you've ever done. Like, on and on top Dead. of that, it's not just two Tobies. It's two like zombified Walker Tobies hanging in a tree. I mean, I'm just <laughs> wow. Not good Tobies, undead Tobies. Just yeah. Bad. Wow. Daryl. I was going to give it to Toby's also. It's just so, this episode is just so uneven. It's just, um, I don't know. It's just so uneven. I mean, I I hate to give it a low one because there were so many scenes that were good, like uh, Strand and, and, you know, when he finally, you know, meets his, his partner in there, you know. They play that well. It was touching those scenes. That, right? It was yeah. touching. Yeah. The mother, even though she comes off as crazy as the, it progresses, she plays her part very well. As, also, like the scenes with her and Nick were really good. Like they, you know, they they have a rapport that's, that's that does well. Daniel, some of the Daniel stuff was pretty good uh, for a little bit. Um, 
all these things you're listing are why I like the episode overall. I think the Australian yeah, stuff, yeah. the Celia stuff, and the yeah. Daniel stuff is, you know, that that does, and that even that action scene with the, you know, the fighting off the kids and things. I mean, is right, right. I co- I, co- I commented on certain aspects of it, but I mean, it is a that's some dark stuff that you know no shows don't really deal with very often. It is, it is, but it's just that when you throw in the Chris again and you throw in Maddie acting like she's been acting, and <laughs> it's just. And then uh, well, Captain, Captain Nick, old man, clothes, zombie guts with zombie a gun. Guts. I mean, with a gun. <laughs> he's continuing to be good as well. That's that's, that's yeah. such a long name. <laughs> and Travis with the uh, just in denial, in in complete denial. I mean, it's ain't just a river in Egypt, folks. Your child wants to kill. Tried, you know, like your son wants wants two people dead. Oh, but I was there for you, and your drug addict son had to go to right. rehab. <laughs> right. It, it just is so off with Travis, because the, you went through this thing with Travis of him being in denial about things when they were trapped last season, and then he had to come to grips with, you can't trust <laughs> what you see all the time. There there are things that are happening. You can't trust authority as well as you thought you could. There you have to question a lot of things, and you, I thought he went through that already. He shouldn't have to go through that again um, like he is this season because it's like he's right back where he started. Yeah. So it's it, That's frustrating to have characters go back because he's not a bad actor either, and it's just to have them revert back to, to how they were. These characters are supposed to progress as they go through these situations, and it it's just... Uh, I don't know, Alicia. I mean, Alicia's doing better. She seems to be uh, her yeah, character. Keep, I keep like her away her from any ham radios, and she'll be fine. Right, <laughs> short wave. <laughs> you know, like she did what she was supposed to do. She let them have the information that they needed to have. Look, Aaron, um, don't get mad because if there's a zombie apocalypse, somebody else decided to keep podcasting going, and you don't get. <laughs> no, come on. You're not gonna be a guest on my show. That's sure. <laughs> <laughs> but again, yeah, it's just, it just, I, I have to give it the two. It, it's just, it really took, it really pulled the show down. I'll say two point five, uh, Toby's, and again, very much what you said. The scenes with Strand and Thomas, that's some serious acting right there. I, I, I like those those scenes between the two of them. Um, a couple other scenes stuck out in this episode that were were, were noteworthy. I think we've covered all those, and um, it's just it, it's that stuff with Chris and Madison is just bringing this show down. It, it, we're supposed to like these characters and be emotionally invested in them at this point, and we are so at least me. I'll speak for myself. I'm so not. I'm like I don't care what happens to any of these characters at any point. They all could die, and I wouldn't even care. There's Except no, Captain Nick, old man, clothes, zombie guts with the gun. Like, all right, he can stay, Strand can stay, <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, maybe Daniel, you know, and, and that's it. The rest of them can just go. They all can yeah. just, like, just be gone, and, and it wouldn't change the, the, the show at all. So yeah, with, that, with this said, by the way, now that they've actually made it to where they're going and, you know, Strand didn't have to, like, pull off some dick move to get rid of everybody else except himself, I am more hopeful that I don't have to worry about some other shoe to drop with Strand and I can just keep supporting Strand as I have been all along. That's a good point. So really, yeah. he's his journey now is over. Like his ultimate plan yes. is now done. He he made it to where he wanted to go. Now yeah, it's all right. new territory for him. Now, right? It's like it's just yeah. Good point on yeah. that. Yeah, I, yeah. There wasn't some master 
evil plan that he had that we would hate him at the end. It, it yeah, he just uh, he just believed in a thing called love. Yeah, he just to the rhythm of his heart. That's yeah. <laughs> well, so but who cares uh, what we think? Our Facebook group is an amazing place. It's the Walking Dead TV podcast, and every week on that group, we ask you, our listeners, to put your own Toby ratings. So. Um, Again, Facebook.com, do a search for The Walking Dead TV Podcast. We've got 790 members and growing. So let's just start from the top. Uh, Aaron? Oh, we got one from Brent Jones here who gives it 2.8. Woo, woo. This is, C- this is Celia. This is, what, Scylla? I guess Celia is what he meant to, yeah. Uh, Celia is a bit governish, governor-ish. I like that they have divided the family. I hate Madison. If she convinces <laughs> Travis to kill his best friend and gets pissed at him for doing it, she will surpass Lori in my book. Okay. David Bue the third. Three Whosvilles out of five. Each episode I like Maddie less and less. I agree. Travis said so many of the right things. He did. Uh, score would be higher with more choir boy kills. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to Celia going down the dog food chute. All right. Wow. All right. That's nice. Wow. All right. We have uh, Max Sofer. Uh, three broken promises out of five. I'm done trying to figure out how I feel about this show. I might just start making this my review every week. Also, I know it's been mentioned, but man, Madison sucks. Wow, so the Natty hate is really strong out there. I thought it was yes, just me, it but it's like no, it's, no. it's 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 growing. DeRay Irvin, three creeping Chris's out of five. <laughs> like I'm loving that. this show more with each episode. Celia is hoarding her zombie loved ones, just like Herschel back on the farm, and I can't wait for someone or something to finally kill emo Chris. <laughs> Man, everybody hates Chris. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kara Craig writes. Or Kara writes three point five creepy owl coins out of five. Why are they making Madison so unlikable and bitchy? She's almost as annoying as Lori was in season two. Maybe Travis or Strand is going to move into numero uno spot of the group. Oh, so she's thinking that Maddie's going to go away. Who knows? Huh? Could okay. be. All right, Tammy Heisley says four out of vi- four out of five zombie altar boys. Uh, I'm I'm really enjoying Fear the past few weeks. I think our group needs to get out of there ASAP. We have seen enough of The Walking Dead to know this is no safe haven. And I don't and don't even get me started on Chris. Uh, he is gonna be a real pro- gonna be a real problem. Okay, uh, Travis better realize his kid is a Fruit Loop before Chris gets everyone killed. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> All right, Rob Cook, uh, three point five sinister dog shoots out of five. Uh, nut job psycho Chris cannot last until the end of the season. Also, can Maddie get any more hateful? Wow. Celia has her very own Herschel's barn. Uh, not much for Captain Nick Old Man Clothes uh, zombie guts to do this week, and I'm and I'm concerned that his and Daniel's story arcs are, are going to get all philosophical. Uh, hopefully, they both get back to some zombie killing action next week when Celia's zombie family inevitably gets uh, loose. This is turning into a solid season. Okay, all right. so. 
Again, if you'd like to leave your Toby ratings every week, just go to the Facebook.com, do a search for the Walking Dead TV podcast, hit join group, we will get you into the group, and then you can leave your Toby ratings right after the episode airs on uh, Sunday night here in the U.S. So, any other final thoughts, guys, on this week? Any predictions for next week? Now, next week is the final mid-season episode. There is only 15 episodes this season, not 16. So next week is episode 7, and that's going to bring the mid-season finale right up on us. I hope it means we can finally start our Preaching About Preacher podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's going to look... That looks really good, yeah, by the way. Yeah, speaking of who is podcasting on that, because I want in. <laughs> Anyone? Who I thought you me? were doing it, uh, Richard, actually. I thought you were I setting am? it up. Okay. That's Vertigo, oh, uh, so we are. Huh? Oh, that's right. We're doing it on DCTV. Yeah. Yeah, but we have to be clean on there. <laughs> and this is Preacher. Well, it is AMC. I mean, it's not going to be like... I don't know. What do you they think know they're going to show you? They I know mean, drama. Very, I mean, very funny. I mean, I mean, characters walk. It's one of those. It's one of, the- <laughs> <laughs> one of those taglines. Yeah. yeah. Must see TV. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, it, it's not TV. It's AMC. It's AMC. No, it's HBO. Oh, who knows? All right, it's fine. <laughs> Showtime. I, I I forget what it is. <laughs> it's like HBO, but slimier. That's my Cinemax. Right. That's what they got with that. Um, as far as things for next week go, I, I assume I want to hope that somebody bites it on this show. That'd be a nice change of pace for Fear of the Walking Dead. I'm telling you right now, it's either Ophelia or 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 sister, and it will be at Nick's hands, and he's going to off himself, and there'll be the two Chris. surprise guests that'll be on Talking Dead. Chris's hands. What did I say? It said Nick's hands. Yeah, well, I meant Chris. Yeah. Um, do we think Alex is going to come back? I think so, but probably not next week. I mean, she's more like in the U.S., right? She's more. In the- I know. I'm, I'm just. I'm so off on the geography right now, as far yeah. as lo- the boat thing, and now we're on land, and now the lover's gone. So it's like, why are they still at this place? Celia's got to be dealt with. So yeah, we can only assume that the dramatic irony, like one of the Facebook uh, posters said, will that be Celia's fed to the dogs in the dog shoot? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty funny, actually. I mean, nice, nice ending for her. Yeah, nothing says Fear the Walking Dead like good slapstick irony. <laughs> True. I want it to be better next week. I think that's a good that's a good like hope right there. We're yeah. Prediction, maybe <laughs> it's a it's a finale of sorts, so that right. should ideally set us up for something good. What I'm excited about is we're gonna have some weeks off to where we don't have to watch it. <laughs> That's pretty. That's pretty pathetic if you think about it. Because like yeah. we're, we're we're always so like in Walking Dead, we're always like, oh, I can't have to wait until next summer. We have to wait until next October for it to come back. Now we're like, oh, whew, this is over. Thank God. You know, it's like we're almost happy it's ending. That's pretty pathetic, actually. Well, I mean, don't they don't they have a, a habit of usually pulling it out in the finale? Usually. Even they, when it's a bad season, I mean, they kind of... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm ex- I, I'm expecting next week to have some pretty phenomenal stuff in it, but it's really going to have to do a lot good phenomenal. To, to bring, to come back from what it, what it is, yeah. I'd uh, say I'm usually impressed by the mid-season finales of The Walking Dead more than I am the finale, the season finales of The Walking Dead, so if that follows well, suit, we'll see what definitely happens. Definitely this last one. Right. All right, guys. Well, I guess I'll wrap up this week's episode, and thanks for joining us. Uh, where can our listeners find you besides us talking about and lamenting about fear of the Walking Dead? Aaron? 
we you can find me on my movie podcast out now with Aaron and Abe, where I host a weekly film podcast with my friend Abe and various guests. Uh, we talked about Civil War last week, which is a really really fun discussion there. A lot of yeah. uh, debating about things, and we talk about a movie just as big and popular as Civil War, Money Monster, this week. So uh, you know, if you <laughs> if you want to dig into whatever movies are coming out on a weekly basis, our show is the place to turn to. Richard. Well, you can find me on uh, the DC TV podcast with uh, Mr. Daryl Taylor, uh, the docile tones of Jim Dietz, and uh, sister throat punch herself, Jerry Atkins. <laughs> um, you can also hit me up on the tweets at chubtoad01, um, Instagram at chubtoad01, um, at chubtoad01. That's how you find me. And of course, every you know, every one follower that Chubto gets, you should get me two followers at Aaron's PS4. Okay, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That's the ratio, <laughs> Daryl. Uh, you can go to tailnetworkofpodcast.com and you'll find me on a bunch of podcasts. Uh, if you're a, a Batman fan, um, we have a show called Gotham by Geeks where we cover most show. of the Batman world. So. Uh, Give it a listen. It's a new podcast. What do you guys think about the Killing Joke? You guys talking about that too, or is that um, Uh, we will? Yeah, when it comes out, we will. We will. We already covered the actual comic version of it already. Okay. We got No Man's Land coming up, but we're doing a little Mm -hmm. uh, uh, thing for um, Darwin Cook's passing, so we're we're going to be talking about his work. Yeah. I saw that. That grabbed an R rating, though, didn't it? The Killing Joke. Heard? I heard. Yeah, definitely did. Yeah. For animated. Yeah. And, And. and since we're bringing up uh, DC Animation, also we're doing like a book club of sorts in a way through the summer on DC TV podcast. While the only thing we have to talk about is Preacher, uh, we're going to be following through and watching all the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited and talking about the groups of episodes each week through the summer as a club of sorts. That was very cool. Yeah, I definitely want to get in on that too. And if you guys want to hear me, I am the host of the Auto Chat Show. It's autochatshow.com, facebook.com forward slash autochatshow. Me and my co-host, Teddy, discuss cars and pop culture, review new cars, whatever else comes into our brains. It's actually a lot of fun. Even if you're not a quote-unquote gearhead, it is still a, uh, a fun show to listen to. We actually talk about motor news and, and different things that are happening out there. and it's, it's, a, it's definitely a fun show, so please check that out. That's at autochatshow on Twitter. So... Until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, there is no word for asshole in Spanish. (laughs) Take care, folks. Qué bonitos ojos tienes debajo de esas dos cejas. Debajo de esas dos cejas, qué bonitos ojos tiene. Ellos me quieren mirar, pero si tú no los dejas, pero si tú no los dejas, ni siquiera barbaridad. Malaguer.